Hello and welcome to the monologue. It's Sunny Munn here with a very bleary, gargly voice, and it's Benny Clifton over there, the birthday boy, Benjamin. Happy birthday, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. Didn't really get to celebrate that much, but uh, got to indulge in some cake, so that was that was nice. Oh, do you want me to get the violin out, mate? Everything gonna <laughs> mate, be work's okay? busy. Work is busy, <laughs> and I'm trying to trying to pick up the pieces oh. after last week's debacle in where we. Yeah, I was did. about to say you're busy tipping losers, are you? Well. There's excuses, but we won't go into them. But the track was a lot wetter than I thought it was going to be last week, and I think a, what a lot of people thought it was going to be, and um, yeah, it just changed it considerably who you'd want to be on, and by the time the uh, races were jumping, um, you wanted to tear up your tickets. Yeah, well, we can't cash in your excuses or your reasons, mate, so let's just go again this week. You're only as good as your last run, so we've got a big one this Saturday. Has it a milestone? Was it a big number? Uh, 38, so... You be the judge of that. Nah, <laughs> I'm going to say no. That's my answer to that. All right, let's go over to Randwick, mate. We've got 10 of the best here, all Group 1s. What a huge day kicking off in the Four AM group ones, not all group Saturday. Okie dokie. <laughs> Four Group 1s over at Randwick in 10 races. It's nearly as good as all Group 1s. I was like, how is that possible? What a research merchant. Okay, let's go straight into it, mate. Race 1. Over 1,600 metres is the Grain Shaker Vodka Fernhill. Crikey, a bit early in the morning for that, isn't it, guys? <laughs> Our favourite is Inhibitions at 4.20. Just about the same is Make a Call, around the same price. And so is Kintyre, around 4.60. Tom Kitten at 7s. Townsend at 8. And it starts to drift a little bit after that when Bobby Shiraz comes into play. Hey, how's the track and everything playing, mate? And is that going to affect what we do race one? Yeah, so I think the track's going to be wet again. There's a bit of rain about... During the week, rails out four metres, so I think all that does is take out of the play um, the bit of the track they didn't want to go near last week. So, um, yeah, we're looking for horses who, you know, have got sort of fitness on their side or, you know, got a really good setup for this, for the race. So, it'll definitely, it definitely changes the way you do the form. So, yeah, race one here. So, this is two year olds going to 1600 metres, which is normally for the first time. So, you're looking for horses who, you know, are going to be strong through the line. But, I think the story of this race is that all the majority of the horses are tied in through inhibitions here, number two, who's a you know, pretty limited horse, nice enough horse, but has a ceiling on it, and all these horses are tied to it. So I went looking for a horse outside of that sort of form line, and I landed on Townsend. Now, this is 1,200 metres up to 1,600 metres, and normally you'd go, you know, on a wet deck, you'd normally you'd go, no way, couldn't touch it. But given it's trained by Water, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, they just, I love this move. They, their horses are really fit. This, is, this horse is going to go forward um, up to the 1,600, and I just think it'll just keep kicking when, when um, a lot of the other horses who are limited conveyances will be chasing it. I just don't know if they've got the ability to chase it down. So Townsend at about the $7, uh, $8 mark, I think, is a nice each-way bet because uh, up on speed, it'll keep kicking. Love it. What a good start to the day, mate. All right, let's dive straight into race two, shall we, and keep the momentum going over 1,400. We've got Cool Jakey. I know a Jake. Would not describe him as cool at 450. <laughs> Hawaii 5-0. Book him, Dano, at 650. You know they never actually said book him, Dano, in that. <laughs> it was uh, one of the great all-time misquotes. Anyway, 750 is Hell I Am. Kovalika? Kovalika? Sounds like a dodgy Russian vodka. 
No offence to the Ruskies <laughs> out there. I know they take it quite personally when you affront them. He's at seven fifty, or she. I don't <laughs> know. Perfect thought. No such thing. At ten bucks. What are yeah, like no. Here, like man? there's ten races on this card, and this isn't one I want to get involved in. Just size of the field. You have a look at the shape of the market. It's pretty wide open. And look, I can understand why the market is trending towards Cool Jake. He went hard last start at Kensington and uh, was just run down late. It was a really good run. Um, likely to be up on speed again and has some wet track form. So I can understand why it's favourite, but just, yeah, it was too tough for me. I thought uh, Cool Jakey was short enough in the market and there was no edge in the prices. So I think we move on and um, keep rolling. Let's keep rolling into race three then, mate. Over 1,200 metres, we've got Autumn Ballet for all of the purists out there at 3.10. Komochi at 4 bucks, Bossy Nick at 6.50. Lazago at Eights. Got to stop putting on the accent, Sonny. It is not kosher. All right, let's let's get into this. We are having a bet here. This is Group Two for the three, uh, two-year-old. So these are sort of horses who missed the boat in the Golden Slipper. Probably weren't ready for it and sort of peaking uh, later on in the autumn. So favourite here, Order Ballet. Now this is an unusual Waterhouse bot horse in that doesn't lead it gets back in the field and it won well at Canberra on debut and uh, in the Black Opal tried well um, leading up to this and barrier one's probably a little bit of a trick if, it, if it's going to get back in the field but uh, and off 27 days as well not an ideal scenario for a heavy track run so I'm not with Autumn Ballet the horse I am with is Kamochi. I just ran a really good figure last start at, uh, at the Kenzo track James McDonald takes over i just think it's got a really nice platform for this race good um early market support as well it's currently four dollars so i'm with Kamochi. i think it's a nice bet at that price and sort of the fresh meat on the scene as well whereas uh the other horses have been going around against each other so Kamochi for mine all right good to see there mate away from the favorite let's go over to race four and my oman is in this one we've got the favorite kobe at 380 Coming in next is my Oman at short shorts at five bucks. Then it's Lock Eagle at six, acquitted at seven fifty. The glove mustn't have fit. And Audet, ooh, with a daughter called Audrey, I probably should have gone that as my Oman at twelve. Run me bucks. through the Oman. The Oman is because you and I both have a wedding to go to in approximately two hours. And for once in my life, I made sure the suit was all ready at the start of the week, and we're good to go. I say I made sure it was ready. I basically just made sure I had it, <laughs> and then I unzipped it this morning, and there are no pants. I don't have pants. What is it? So I don't know what I'm going to do, but short shorts could be the option. So let's hope that gets me over the I've line today. I've got a today. spare suit for you. It's probably about six sizes too big for you. Give... Oh, it'd be like all those guys in the NBA draft when they get picked. <laughs> yeah. Just go up there, and they're swimming in it. It's like, why did you choose to wear a doona and a wear tie here on international television? Yeah, so short shorts is mine here. So what about you, mate? Yeah, what so you this like? is a race. Obviously, it's a midway championships final. So they're all coming from different form lines. So I'm looking for the horse with the best setup, and I think that is Lock Eagle. I, I think it um, is a genuine wet tracker for one, but I also love that it's on the backup from only race nine days ago. That stands it in really good stead going onto the heavy deck. So I just think a few of these horses, like the favourite, Kobe's off 23 days. Second favourite, Short Shorts, is off 21 days. Do they do they have that sort of fitness, that hard fitness you need on these wet tracks? And I don't think they do. So uh, Lock Eagle for mine, I, I just think, you know, it'll probably get back from Barry 11, but it'll be getting to the best part of the track. And um, just with that, but I just love those horses on the back up on the wet track. So Lock Eagle for mine. 
Nice. Jeez, we're having to play early, we're aren't we? all day, just about. Woo! Except the next. All right. Well, just be sure out there that you take it very easy with whatever you're doing. Set yourself a limit because chances are you're about to lose. Race five's over 1,200 metres, mate. There's a three-year-old sprint. Aft cabin is very short. Under two bucks now at about 195. Zoo Tiger at five. It starts drifting then. So I'm tipping us between those two. We've got economics at 9.50, as is we, Nessie. Then it's Coat at 13. Which one of these two favourites is going to get up? Yeah, so this was a, this was a race that's probably robbed of a little bit of Hollywood uh, with What You Need being scratched. And I th- and What You Need, I thought, was a good lay as well. So I was actually going to back Aft Cabin until it came out, and it sort of just sucked all the percentage out of it, and uh, it was all put into Aft Cabin. Therefore, it's probably a little bit short now. So that's why I'm not playing. But Aft Cabin, you know, he this is a cult who... We you know, looked like it was going to be a, a world beater. Failed its last two runs at short prices. I just think they've worked it out now that it's probably not going to be a 1,600-metre horse. It's going to be a 1,200-metre horse, maybe 1,400-metre horse with the right run. But um, they've freshened it up here. It's off 35 days. Trialed well leading in. You know, Probably the winner, but I just think with what you need coming out of the market and all the percentage being put into AF Cabin, it's just come up a little bit short given given the unusual preparation. So, look, it probably wins, but it's going to win without me uh, this time. Oh, I'm sure it'll manage, mate. It'll cope. It doesn't have a 38-year-old whipping at home on the final straight. Let's go over to the big one now. Well, a long one, rather. 2,400 metres, 2,400, the Star Australian Oaks. And our favourite is Pavitra at 360 with J-Mac on board. Penny Wicker at 650, as is a couple of others in Fireburn and Arts. And then we've got Pia Rossa, Pretty sure he's in the midfield in the Serie A at nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, and I think if we learn anything from the Derby last week, is you need the horse with the right, you know, sort of preparation, the right platform to run the twenty four hundred meters. And I just don't think this favourite Pavitra has got it. I mean, it's gone thirteen hundred meters, sixteen two thousand. It's a solid preparation, but now goes from a good track run last start where it got beaten reasonably easy. It ran well, obviously, but. Um, goes to 2,400 metres on a wet deck. I just couldn't possibly be back in Pavitra. So I think it's a good lay of that current price of $3.60. The horse, I, I want, this is a two-horse play. So the horses I want to back are, coming, are backing up from last week. Arts, um, absolutely pissed in last start um, at big odds. It was at big odds, didn't run great time, but um, geez, the way it went through the wet track was enough for me, and I just think you could, um, even though that race hasn't rated all that well, I think you can just about throw ratings out the out the window sometimes um, on these wet decks. So I just think with this platform, that run um, will bring it on even more. Up to twenty four hundred meters, obviously loves the wet track. I think you're uh, uh, getting a good price about that seven buck. Uh, range and the other horse I want to back is out of the same race and that's Premise who has got a bit of an SP edge over Arts. Um, it's got a really good platform. It went sixteen hundred meters, nineteen hundred meters, two thousand meters, and backs up into the twenty four hundred meter. And I think that's a terrific platform for this race. And you know, you're looking at twenty dollars for this horse with Tommy Mark one on board. That's a really good bet at that price for mine. So, uh, Premise and Arts for me. That is very juicy. The pattern at Benny Clifton two horse play. He's a year older and he's a little bit wiser. <laughs> I like it. Now we thought that was long. How about the Sydney Cup over three thousand two hundred meters? Put the kettle on and come back and see the end of this race. Cleveland is at four bucks. Ohio, Gold Trip seven fifty. King Frankel at eights, and then it's Arapo, Arapo, Arapaha. No Ara- idea. Twelve Arapaho. bucks, and it doesn't Arapaho. win. Easy for you to say. <laughs> what do you like in this? Yeah, mate? so I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, this is not an easy race, and therefore we're going for, as you say, my patented, um, is that the word? Um, the deuce. <laughs> Two-horse play. Yeah, that's, that's close enough, mate. Enough. So, <laughs> I take back and all And I don't mind backing multiple horses in fields these sizes when you know the market's spread out like this, but I just thought Cleveland, Joseph O'Brien trains. We know how good he is. Um, Kara McAvoy rides not necessarily my favourite jockey, but... Um, he's good in the proven in these um, sort of long staying races, and its run in the Tancred last start was really good. I thought McAvoy just steered it straight into the inferior ground on the inside for some reason. From barrier seventeen, I don't think he'll be going to the inside. He'll be coming down the middle. I just think he'll eat up the thirty-two hundred meters. And you know, these UK Irish horses are just so much superior to us at these distances. So um, I'm with Cleveland. It's an eight. Eight kilogram weight drop, and the other horse I want to back is Gin Martini. I thought it ran really well uh, last week, um, given it probably didn't have the ideal preparation for the twenty six hundred meters, and now that'll bring it right on for this thirty two hundred meter race. And um, on the backup suits, dropping in weight suits, I think great platform for this race. So um, Cleveland and Gin Martini for mine. I think Gold Trip. I couldn't possibly be with it with fifty nine and a half on a on a heavy deck and. Um, who else is in the market? King Franco, I thought, probably had its chance last start, and uh, I'd probably prefer to be with a horse like Gin Martini. So there we go, Gin Martini in Cleveland. Yeah, well, mate, some pretty juicy odds about it too, so just have a think. What are you prepared to lose today? So two two-horse plays in a row. We're going for the three-peat over in race eight over two clicks. We've got the Elizabeth Stakes. Now, this is the – talk about two-horse plays. This is a two-horse race, surely. Dubai, honour it. 240 or 250, depending on where you're shopping – Pretty much the same for Animo. They've been duking it out for favouritism all week. Which one of these two horses gets up? Yeah, and the why? Queen Lizzie is the absolute highlight of this card. The, you know, the sort of match. Mm. Yeah. Lizzie now, yeah, first name yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she <laughs> drops off the perch, and you're just all chummy, chummy. Um, I mean, she's not here to rebuke. This is, um, I mean, the way Dubai Harbour won for. Uh, at its first run in Australia was really impressive, and you know what Animo has been doing this campaign has been really good. But um, I just think Dubai Honor could absolutely put a hole in Animo here. Animo, an, like I Whoa. think probably the story of the race is Animo. So he just keeps winning. He's beating up on, you know, he's a champion. Yeah, he's a champion. But the ratings he's doing aren't sort of at any level where you could compare him to, you know, a Winks or. And, you know, those sort of horses on that level. He's definitely the level below and sort of has his limitations ratings-wise, but he seems to have found um, an era of racing where he just can ke- keep winning and, you know, he's the he's the main man and uh, can understand that. But now there's this new new horse on the block, you know, the, the Irish horse who, you know, absolutely bolted in first up, did a really big figure at Ran- in the Ranvet and... Um, if he just repeats that figure, Animo won't be able to keep up with him. And um, Jubion has got the, the map advantage on him. Uh, he'll be settling a lot closer to the speed. And it'll be interesting to see what James McDonald does on Animo from Barrier 9 because he won't want Jubion to get too much of a start. So I think they'll have to push forward. But um, there is a, he has to slot in as well. So he has to find a back. And uh, I just think uh, if you're playing the percentages, Jubilon is the, the bet here. And um, I can see it really firming up in the market and the book he's taking a set against Animo. So Jubilon, uh, in, in what an absolute highlight for the autumn and um, racing for $5 million. So you'd want to get some uh, nice horses running it. But Jubilon um, for me. Yeah, the new kid on the block. I like it. It sounds like 
nice little narrative going there. Dubai Honours sort of the Daniel San to Animo's <laughs> Cobra Kai. You put your head on the chopping block there, it's mate. It's a real narrative. Oh, it's I a love real narrative that. race though, and um, but um, mm. yeah, I just think as I said, if Dubai Honour does what he did last start in the in the Ranvet, and Animo will have a heart attack at the two hundred meter mark trying to chase him. Well, we certainly don't wish that on any horse after the last week or so. But anyway, we'll continue moving on. Animo is a dud. You heard it here first on the monologue. Take that as a quote. Race nine, alcohol-free on a big day like this. Not the worst move. Alcohol-free at 3.30 at favouritism. Cirillo Miss. Should have said it with way more confidence at 6.50. Levante at eight bucks. Hope in your heart. At 8.50, that disappeared long ago. And Fangirl, none of those either, at 10 bucks. Yeah, so um, this toppy alcohol-free is obviously going to be really popular with punters. Uh, serious horse, tried well leading in. Looks a real set play from the camp to get this horse here first up. And, uh, you know, J-Mac goes on. So it ticks all the boxes. But I just think, give it, it's really well found in the market. You know, you're looking at $3.30 in a you know, field this size, it, I couldn't imagine tightening up too much more than that. So I'm going to bet around alcohol-free and just look for, as I have been throughout the car, look for that horse with you know the right setup. And a horse like Fangirl, actually, it's a two-horse play, so we'll get to it, get to the other horse. But Fangirl, nice effort in the... Oh, what a tease. <laughs> nice effort in the Doncaster. Running really well at weight for age behind Animo, um, who is the benchmark in Australia at the moment, uh, at his pre- uh, three previous runs. And... Now, on the back up here, that's perfect. Back to Mayor's Company, perfect. I just think um, it's primed to run its peak rating this time in. And um, Barrow 15 will probably get to the best part of the track. So, Fangirl's the first bet. And the other one is Hope in Your Heart. It's on the back up as well from the Donny. Just kept finding the line. Um, obviously, okay. it does get, you'd like it to settle a little bit closer. But um, I just think with this setup on the back up, loves the wet. Um, drawn a softer gate this time which maybe it'll allow it to settle a little bit closer. But, you know, the price we're looking at for Hope in Your Heart, $8.50, so that's well fan as well. But uh, Fangirl and Hope in Your Heart um, for mine. I think Cirillo Miss is probably the lay in the race, running big figures its last two, but um, sort of has to go the other way. You know, they go they run the opposite way in Sydney, so it has to go the other way onto a heavy deck and produce that sort of rating. I just think there's too many... Um, uh, unfamiliar circumstances for it to run that rating. So, uh, yeah, fangirl and hope in your heart for me as we uh, near the end of the card. Yeah, and what a hell of a card it is. Five and a half hours of solid Randwick racing. Jesus, I said that underwater. Let's go over to the last now, and is it Zapateo? Yep. This thing always seems to be in the last chance saloon. I no, I agree like with you. 10. I agree with you. Uh, is that real? I don't know if that's just me. Well, they generally, weirdo, have, the mares, they generally anyway. have the mares race as, as the last race on the card, and it's a mare, so there you go. Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm usually having a mare around this time of day as well. Zapateo at 2.80. That blows out the rest of them. Kiku at 8.50, as is hypothetical. Never talk at 9.50. Then it's double figures the rest, including Juan Diva, Princess Grace, and Expat. Why does Zapateo win? Oh, he probably does win. This is a race we're just going to sit out. I think we've had <laughs> we've we've had enough bets okay. earlier in the card to uh, keep us interested. So, um, look, it, there's a few things that changes here for Zapateo, and you know, I, you know, I went looking for it. That was my first port of call. Can you know? Do I want to be with a favourite Zapateo? But you know, it goes from a good track win at Rose Hill last start when you had to take when you were 
had to take four dollars goes to a wet track at Randwick, which is a completely different track, and you have to take two dollars eighty, two dollars seventy. So I just don't think there's any value there, and I was happy to sit this one out. Fair enough, too. Let me run through the card, mate. It's a big, big race today at Randwick. Race one. We're on Townsend. Pete Townsend, drummer for the Who, should hopefully run a drum here at Each Way Odds. We're he's not, arms he's not the drummer. Hang Come on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. He, he's not the drummer. Oh, Moon yeah. is the drummer. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, jeez. You turn 38 and you just start scoffing. Yeah. You sounded like you are in the stables. <laughs> oh, the you, you gave me hell about the inverted brackets and I can't let you um, get away with that one. No, you're right. You're right. No, no, no. They're both equal. <laughs> Shouldering arms in race two. Kamochi. Sounds like a delicious beverage of sorts, doesn't it? Possibly enjoyed in a kimono. <laughs> race four sees you on lock. Eagle soaring in the wet. I'm on my Oman of short shorts. Please forgive me at the wedding. Race five. What you need has shortened the odds on aft cabin, so we're not going to touch anything here. Race six is the patent BC. Two horse play. You're off the favourite. Arts. And premise, arts and premise are the two for you. Another two horse play in race seven. The well trained Cleveland has the jockey for the occasion, and Gin Martini is at big odds. Race eight, Animo is a dud. Repeat, Ben Clifton believes Animo is a dud. You heard it here first. Quote me on it. Dubai Honor is going to get it done there, the new kid on the block. Race nine, a popular toppy with the punters. I've heard that before, but it is well found in the market. So you're on Fangirl and Hope in Your Heart. And race 10, we are shouldering arms after a very long day on the punt. If you had to pick a best there, mate, what would you lean towards? Yeah, Dubai Honor, race eight. Really, Whoa, really? really put Animo back in his place. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dubai Honor. What'd that horse ever do to you? Did it accidentally call one of the members of uh, the Who by the wrong name? <laughs> I just I like Animo, but I think he's met his match here. Geez, I'd hate to see if you didn't like it. All right, well, that's all from us, mate. It's going to be a massive race day out there, punters, so take it easy. And remember to have a think, what are you really gambling with? Because you win some, you lose more. All right, Benny, I've got to go look for some pants <laughs> down at the local op shop. You've got to go and have... The 38th year of your life. Oh, that's already gone, gone, isn't it? You're now in yeah, the 39th. Yeah. God, way to feel even older. All right, old man, I'll see you later on at the wedding. Please tell everyone that I just had a growth spurt and they're actually a <laughs> pair of slacks. Apart from that, appreciate your work, Thanks, as always. Sonny. Good luck, punters. <laughs>